So I, I really loved your podcast a few weeks ago, the one called Sometimes We Feel Hard. Sometimes We Feel Hard, yes. <laughs> it, was, it was really great. Thank you. Yeah. I had fun. I had fun with that one. It was really good, too. In, in fact, I tweeted um, immediately after I listened to it in the morning yesterday that uh, every so often you make an episode that is so much better than others. Today, Los Montoya did that. <laughs> I saw that tweet. It was, and, I meant it, and I meant it. Like, absolutely. Like, when, when I look back at our... Um, our catalog of podcasts mm-hmm. and there are some that are just better than others mm-hmm. there are some that i want people to hear yeah first yes i want them to hear it first because that represents us really well yeah and i think what you did kind of just elevated that whole situation oh yeah it's yeah no I'm, <laughs> i mean i'm kind of like laying it on thick here but, <laughs> it so but thick. like I, I feel like this was a growth spurt in the show i, I really do Late nights. Late nights. Late nights. With Trav and Lowe's. With Trav and Lowe's. Late nights. With Trav and Lowe's. I liked how you made the podcast about the process of the podcast itself and, <laughs> yeah. and focused on the failure and recovery yeah. that you experienced in making the podcast, not necessarily what the podcast itself was about. Yes. It's yes. really, really meta. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, you know, I don't really hear that kind of stuff on design podcasts at all mm. usually there's like there's like levels of design podcast right the, the very basic level of a design podcast is an interview yes you interview someone where are you from how did you get into your job okay mm. that's cool thanks for listening everybody subscribe and then and you get a lot of you got a little lot of listens yeah yeah it's like really easy and the next level i think is is like preparing good content mm-hmm. and delivering it well mm-hmm. and then what you did was <laughs> was on another level <laughs> like you engaged me as a listener because I didn't know you edited it like that I, did, <laughs> I was like shocked when I was listening to it <laughs> because I remember recording it and I walked away like <laughs> I don't know <laughs> and dear listener if you're listening to this and you haven't heard this episode called uh, called Sometimes We Fail Hard I, I, I really think you should go back stop this one and go back and listen to it because like I said a few minutes ago it represents what Travis Lois is really well we try to push the envelope a little bit. We try to ex- be experimental and we yeah. try to like try new things. And I think Los really nailed it on that one. And sometimes we fail, but I think that he pulled a failure. What I thought was I walked out of the, <laughs> I, seriously, when we done with the podcast, I walked out and I was like, well, <laughs> I guess we just have to eat that one. <laughs> and now it's my favorite. It, it is my absolute favorite episode. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and I don't, I didn't know you were going to go make magic in the yeah. editing room. It was really cool. But I think there's a lesson to learn there somewhere um, that ideas and execution can be rough, but working with what you have and trying to make the best of whatever you got in life, you can still make those miracles. Mm -hmm. And if you would have told me as I walked away, I would have thought you were crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Travis, where you go, when this episode goes out, it's going to be your favorite. Yeah, I would would have been like, BS. (laughs) I was like, don't tell Los, but that one sucked. (laughs) He really sucked. Though. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, actually, being I'm being a little too hard on you because no, right. one of the things actually that stuck with me listening to your commentary on the podcast mm-hmm. experience is that you. I think you were a little bit hard on yourself, mm. and I'd like to believe that it was kind of like you know for like dramatic purposes, like you're telling a story, so you want to involve the listener, you want mm-hmm. to tell them on the highs and lows of the emotional roller coaster that you went on. I get that. Okay. But you mentioned things like eating dirt, you know, and <laughs> like like, oh, I failed so hard. And, you know, but it wasn't like that really. Like like it wasn't bad. <laughs> like yeah. n- nobody died, you know, <laughs> right, like right. so so um 
in, in setting, setting up tonight, the topic, I want to focus on that process of, okay. of, of creation and, and in the way that you have, you know, um, something that you didn't let go, mm-hmm. right? Like it wasn't, it wasn't bad because you didn't stop. Mm-hmm. You wanted to have a brainstorming session and, and wanted it to be like this awesome thing, or at least have an awesome idea. And that's really commendable. But I don't really think that you can roll up the creative process into that cleanly of like, did it work or didn't it work? Okay. I think the creative process is bigger than that. And I think, I think failure is only the case if you decide that's what it is. Right. Failure is only failure is if you say it's a failure. Mm -hmm. And, um, a great example of the, of that is actually in your episode, you declared this, the, the conversation itself a failure. I did. And therefore it was, it was, (laughs) but also the point of you carried that failure with you Mm -hmm. in a different way. Tell me you evolved it. Mm -hmm. You edit, you, you, you went in there, you recut the story and to make a different story. Mm -hmm. You added perspective of time Mm -hmm. and you added like, like music and layers and and like the, like when you were like the, the, the click clack of the train came on and I was like, what is that in the background? That's kind of weird. I don't remember that in the recording. And then I realized it was a train. And then you're like, as I sat on the train (laughs) and you're like, I was like this, I was, I was, emotionally pulled in (laughs) and I was sitting next to you on the train and I was watching you like hanging your head low and thinking like, what can I do about this? It was a really (laughs) good moment, but you carried that failure in different ways. And and now we have an episode that I'm really proud of. That's so cool, man. So, yeah. So I want to look at that process. I want to look at the process of having ideas and struggling with them and making something useful and good out of them. Okay. Okay. So first thing to realize is that innovation and success is not an event, right? It is not an it's event. It's not an event. Mm-hmm. It's a process, mm-hmm. right? And, you, and respecting it as such means that you don't look at something and call it a failure. Mm-hmm. So I want to outline a process that I was introduced to this week at, okay. at a Google orientation okay. that just really like made me super excited. Okay. And, um, and there's many variations on this process, right? It, it's all about creative thinking. And, and Google didn't you know, invent creative thinking, of mm-hmm. course, but the specific outline that uh, the presenter articulated to me, it really spoke to me. Okay. And so I wanted to share like these overarching principles and some of the illustrations that went in, into this kind of design thinking that um, Google espouses. Okay. So the process is outlined like this. Imagine an XY graph. Okay. And uh, there are two spikes on the graph. Okay. The first one is smaller. The second one is larger. So okay. you just have a regular graph, a, bi- a spike, and then a bigger spike. Okay. Pretty simple. This visualization represents the kind of thinking that we're going to be focusing on at different times. Okay. Right? Sometimes we want our thinking to expand as the graph grows. Okay. Sometimes we want our thinking to dilate and constrict as the graph comes back down. Okay. As it declines. I love this because... You know, sometimes when you're trying to do brainstorming, people focus on one kind of thinking, you know, like they're like, oh, let's think out of the box. Right. You know, or, or like, let's have like everybody come in this meeting. Let's do a group think session. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes, and I feel this a lot more than maybe some other people do, is that like sometimes you need to just get in the freaking box and do some thinking in the box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or sometimes you just need to think alone for a while. Yeah. You know, and I think that this, this kind of paradigm that, that Google presented to me this week uh, or at least the way I interpret it as such really allows for all of those. Okay. It allows out of the box and in the box. Okay. It allows group and self thinking. Okay. So let's go back to that graph. Let's think about the first peak. The first peak is all about discovery. 
with this peak, we're, we're going to try to come to a place where we, where we know the user pretty well. Okay. <clears throat> now, keep in mind that peaks have both incline and decline. That's what makes them a peak, right? Okay. They have two sides. Mm-hmm. So on the incline side of things, we're going to try to get as much knowledge as we can. We're just going to cram everything about the subject or the user or the question or the challenge into our brain. Okay. It's about accumulation. Okay of knowledge. We want to balloon this graph up as, as much as we can, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's the, incli- it's the incline. Mm-hmm. Got to get a good incline there. We can read up on the topic or the question or the user or whatever it is. We can conduct our own research, some interviews. We, we can use those empathy skills we have to try to remove as much bias as we can to replace that bias with facts and mm-hmm. relevant truths. Mm-hmm. And now that we've really stuffed our brains full of notes and useful information and uh, made those new and interesting uh, connections. It's time to make inferences and definitions mm-hmm. from those facts. And this is the, the decline side of that first peak, okay. right? So first we're going up the peak. We're just getting information. And now we have the information. Let's, let's narrow down what we know. Okay. Let, let's make inferences. And this is a decline side of the first peak. Um, we need to start thinking and really define the target. Okay. Really define the user or the outcome, whatever we're trying to, you know, whatever the uh, the, the the difficulty statement is. We want to define right. what that is. Okay. It, it's helpful to make like two lists, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So the list on the left would be like the facts, the hard like relevant facts that we know. Those are your constraints. Well, this is the knowledge that ballooned our incline okay. up, right? Okay. These are the things that we know. And the second list are the inferences that that came from those facts, okay. right? So we have objective facts on the left, and on right is subjective inferences, okay. right? Okay, cool. I'm, now, I'm with you. Now we take these two kind of sets of knowledge, these sets of data here, and we start defining the thing or the you know problem or the user or whatever it is. Because, you know, design thinking is not always about making sure you got the right user persona. Right. Sometimes it's about making sure you got the right question. Yeah. Sometimes it's about making sure you are in the right industry. You know, like there's a lot of different ways you can apply this. So I don't want to be so narrow as to say it's about a user. Okay. But anyway, you want to make all these, uh, these sets of data and you want to use them to help you make some, how might we questions? Okay. How might we question is, um, there are statements that will, that will, that will say, okay, where is the problem? Or mm. or how can we help the person or something, right? So an example of that is, how might we make healthy food more exciting? Oh. Right? You just, you just like, th- that's the question, stick it on the board. Throw, right? throw a Doritos bag with it. Instantly more exciting. A Doritos bag. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, you're jumping to solutions. I am, I am. <laughs> right now we're making, we're defining questions, right? How okay. might we make healthy food more exciting? And after you have a few of those statements... It's important to try to push them even further. Look at them and say, okay, is it really that we're trying to make healthy food more exciting? Mm. Why don't we push this even further and take it take it to the extreme? Look at it at, from new angles. Um, how I, What's the opposite of that? Like how might we make fast food more unappealing? Okay. Right? That would yeah. also give us maybe the same desired outcome, That's but it's right. a different approach. That's right. Maybe another one is how, I, how might we make a, a health food idol, like somebody who's a health food celebrity or something. Right. There's different approaches. So like, how can we do these things? Okay. And you just want to push them. And there's no bad ideas at this point. Right. This is all just like we're just throwing mud at the wall. Like and in, in fact, quantity over quality. Okay. Like it's not even like taking your time to make a good idea is probably even worse than than just spitting out five bad ideas. That's right. That's right. Because the bad ideas, when you start looking at them, they may be bad. And if they are bad, 
it allows you to see the good ideas for what they are over time. Yeah, over time. But we don't we won't, we don't want to use any biases right mm-hmm. now. Like it, it's all very positive. Okay. So your goal is to is to make sure that you're using that you're working on the right problem. And so you want to push these how might we questions as far as you can mm-hmm. and, and kind of like follow them wherever they lead you. Mm-hmm. And um, okay, so let, let's let's revert back to that graph. Okay. We have we have the first peak, right? The incline is getting information. The decline of the first peak is is defining a how might we statement. Like okay. what are we actually going to work on? Okay. We don't want to spend our time working on useless things. Right. So we're going to say, what is the right thing to work on? Mm. Now that we've decided what we want to work on, let's talk about the second peak. The incline of the second peak is called 10x thinking. Okay. It's, it's where you really start thinking about crazy innovative solutions. And you just want to, like, multiply it by 10x. You, like, this is, like, a thing. Uh, Sean West says, 10x, your 10x. Okay. It, like, yeah. I, I really, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's just, like, it's just, like, be so stupidly, aggressively innovative. Right. That, like, like is that a stupid idea? Yes. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, w- one, actually, uh, one uh, one good rule of thumb is is uh, from improv. Yes, and. We've talked about this yes, before. And. Yes, and. Mm-hmm. Um Actually, let's do a little bit of an exercise right now. Mm-hmm. I think this would be kind of fun. Okay. Um, uh, uh, first, no, no, <laughs> no, hold on. Hold no, on. no, you lead. Hold, hold on. Yeah, 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 okay. What I want to do is is I want to show you what no but looks like first. Okay. So I'm going to propose a few ideas, and you give me reasons why it's just not going to work. Okay. Los, I'm really enjoying the Trav and Los show, and I want to have a meetup. What do you think about that? Mm, I don't think it's a good idea. But I really want to meet the people that listen to our podcast. I don't think many people live here or will want to meet us. <sighs> yeah, maybe you're right. <laughs> right? It's just a it's just a, a slam door in your face. There's n- there's no good that will ever come out of a no, a no but, right? Yeah. It just halts the conversation. So let me yeah. try a yes and. Okay. Hey, Los, I want to start going to conferences as Trav and Los and represent our podcast really well. Yes. And maybe we can record while we're there as well. Record a podcast live? Yes. Yes, and we can in, we can invite people onto stage and interview them like on the spot, not even knowing who they are. Yes, and might as well record it while we're doing it. Yeah. Like, like video recording. Oh, and video. Yeah, that's yeah. a great idea. And I could um, make an episode. I can make a vlog episode on dev tips about making the <laughs> podcast video. Like, uh, it's so cool. Like, there's so much good ideas right now. And this is yes and this is yes right. And, yeah. It's it's just so collaborative. It's so supportive. Like like that's a, that's a, you could say that's a stupid idea, but it's actually I'm really excited about that idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know what I mean? Like there, yeah. there's like so many so much opportunity for support and encouragement when you're saying yes and. There's no stupid ideas. All good ideas. You want to be supportive. Yeah. And and this is this, so these are a few guidelines of, of this brainstorming session when you're trying to inflate to 10x. You're trying to 10x your 10x, as Sean would say. Okay. Um, yes, and is the rule of thumb when you're when you're in, uh, interfacing with other people in the group. Um, you want to focus on quantity over quality. There's no bad ideas. You want to get five bad ideas before you want to waste your time with one, like you know, really defining one good idea. You, you you'll like be a judge later. Right now, there's no judgments. Okay. Um, one one good idea is to think in terms of headlines. Mm. So in saying like instead of saying uh, Los, let's represent uh, Trav and Los at conferences. I could say. Can I take a stab at it? I'll make a headline. Make a headline out of that. Okay. Traven Lose hosted the first live uh, podcast at Future of Web Design. Headline. Headline. Boom. <laughs> uh, here's another one. Think visually. Okay. 
think in stories. Okay. Right? So it is a story might be new people find out about Trav and Lois through their, uh, you know, conference Ooh. outreach doing live episodes. You know, I that's like, a really bad sentence. But, like, yeah, the yeah. idea is that, is that, like, you're thinking about, like, conflict and effect. And you're yeah. thinking about, like, how does this affect people or, you uh-huh. know, how do people perceive the thing that happened, the uh-huh. event. And, and and big ideas, you want to chase those huge ideas that, like, disrupt norm, what people perceive as norms. You know? Right, right. So these, this is how you brainstorm. You, you kind of just throw everything out. And one thing that I like to do is I like to get in a room or a group and, and have this, like, kind of, like, unbiased, non-judgmental outpouring of ideas. Mm-hmm. And then don't make any judgments of them. Leave them all on the on the whiteboard or on the table or on the sticky notes, whatever you have. Mm. And then everybody break out into their own. Okay, you like and, to... And continue. So you like to start and then diverge. I think so. And mm. there's not like a hard, this is the right answer. But here's my reasoning for starting and diverging. Usually in a group, if you have a question everybody's kind of usually thinking of the same obvious answers. Mm -hmm. And so it's useful just to like everybody like say, Hey, look at, we're thinking we want an app that makes money. Okay. All right. Let's just get that on the whiteboard so we can start thinking about real things. (laughs) Okay. And I think like if you go off and you think of this wonderful idea and you come back and three other people have it, but kind of different, you're going to fight for yours, your, your take on it and everything. But I think that that approach of, you know, first group and then personal, you can do it personal and then group. I don't think it, totally matters and mm. i don't know if there's any studies been done on it okay do you have the other approach you prefer uh, you like personal first yeah like personal for first so that others aren't biased by each other's thinking so they can come mm. so they can state the obvious and mm-hmm. so you have like you have a, a kickoff meeting and say hey this is what our objectives are yeah many of you have many solutions that you're thinking of. Here's a few that we already thought of. Mm -hmm. We want to expand on those. So go think of them on your own and create your own. And we want you to come back with 20 to 58 different ideas. Yeah. Right. That's cool. So it pushes people. And then when we come, we put all the ideas on the board and then then you run a yes and workshop around the stuff that people did on their own. Right. I think both work though. I really like yes and because like you just, I mean, that's a great way to 10 X your 10 X. Yeah. Like, like even even if you're like standing around in a group of friends and you're just all joking around, usually it's not because somebody is telling a good string of jokes. Usually it's because somebody makes a you know a really cheeky quip and then somebody else goes yeah and blah 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 yeah. and the other dude goes like haha that's what you know you yeah. said blah blah blah. <laughs> it, it, it it's it already builds on each other and I think yeah. that that natural kind of conversational tone carries over to creative thinking as yep. well. Yep. Anyhow, let's go back to that graph. Okay. So we're still on peak two. We've talked about the incline. The incline is about 10xing your 10x. We're trying to inflate that because remember the second peak is much bigger than the first. Mm-hmm. We just really try to stretch it as far as it can go. These are all the crazy ideas. Mm-hmm. Now we want to decline. We need to start coming down the other side of the peak. And on the other side of the peak, this is actually prototyping. Okay. So we have these crazy crazy ideas. Let's make something. Mm-hmm. Let's prototype something. Now. This is really important to understand the purpose of a prototype. The purpose of a prototype is to be able to communicate an idea as quickly as possible for the purpose of validation. Mm-hmm. The purpose of a prototype is not to make a working product. Mm-mm. It's to validate an idea, mm-hmm. right? Uh, or to sell an idea to a stakeholder. 
Correct. In, in, which is validation. Correct. So <clears throat> there's something called the prototyping effect. It's a reflection on how the idea of prototyping as many ideas as possible allows you to work through a lot of the possibilities and not waste time on like, you know, one ultimate failure. Mm-hmm. And thus, increasing the likelihood of finding a winning idea or execution. Okay. Right? So this is the prototyping effect. I like this because it, it not only takes failure and bad ideas into account, but it makes those like a, kind of an essential part mm-hmm. of the process. Dude, I, I tell my dev tipsters all the time. I say this all the time that you need to stand on the top of your failures in order to reach high enough to really find success. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what prototyping enables you to do is like make a bunch of things that don't work so mm-hmm. you can know what works and doesn't. Mm-hmm. You learn from them and finally you find an, a, a, a prototype that validates the idea itself. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about prototyping methods really quick and okay. then let's wrap this up. All right. There are a lot of methods and a lot of tools. Nothing is correct. The only desired outcome, again, is to validate the idea. Okay. And to work as fast as possible. So here's a few ideas, but don't limit yourself to these ideas. Okay. It's not an exhaustive list, just a short list. But here we go. Make something physical. Use hammer and nails. Okay. Use glues, Legos, whatever. Just build something physical that conveys the idea. Okay. Right? Here's a different idea. You can just draw it on paper. Yeah. Draw works. it on paper. You can make a clickable prototype. You, it could be like HTML or whatever if you're if you're designing products. If, mm-hmm. you, if you're good with code, use what you're good with. Use what you have. Be scrappy. And if and if you're fast with code, I know I know this dude. It was amazing. He could he could write in Objective C like to make Mac apps mm-hmm. faster than you could design. <laughs> That's cool. It was amazing. <laughs> and and you know and these days people have frameworks and 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 uh, asset libraries. Yeah, you can make something very quick and yeah. very usable. Yeah, and but it's not production it's a clickable prototype yeah yeah and and even like there's these other tools like um framer and uh envision like mm-hmm. they're not even html they're just like you click on an image and it changes yeah you know mm-hmm. so there's a, a clickable prototype Here, here's another one totally different role-playing oh that's cool role-playing is a prototype mm-hmm. you're prototyping human interactions and relationships mm-hmm. right so we had jared on here a few weeks ago yes And Jared was talking about how interfaces are increasingly becoming interactive more ways than just touching your finger. He gave an experience, a personal experience about him um, giving verbal commands to his phone and and talking about how it affected him. Right. You guys can check the Facebook videos for that. I don't think it's actually on the podcast. Okay. It was interesting because because now we're talking about how humans interact with machines or it, it could be another case of how humans interact with humans. Yeah. Right. So role playing is a great way of prototyping. Yes. And the last one I have on this really short list is to make a prototype video. Okay. Video is a really great way to express yourself. In fact, when uh, I made a video for my design challenge to be hired at Google, mm-hmm. and it worked really well because I had these like really strong ideas that I wanted to convey, and I didn't want to have the disconnect of emailing something to somebody get in the way of what my ideas were. So I went the extra mile, and mm-hmm. I, I made what I consider a really purposeful video about my concept and, and the video was the prototype and they're like oh like like the um the expectations of the design challenge were like okay email us a pdf of your results and we'll mm-hmm. look at it and i'm like well i don't have a pdf here's a link to a video on youtube <laughs> yeah you know it's a private link and don't share it but yeah this is what i'm thinking yeah and it's and it's a little different because it's it's i'm working with what my skills are 
to give the best effect. You know, like maybe if I was like a stronger programmer, I would be like, I don't have a PDF. I made an HTML for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're using what you have being scrappy to give the, you know, to communicate as clearly and efficiently as possible. You know what's cool about that? What's that? By delivering a video, you make it easy for them to not rely on their unconscious bias. Sure. Because there's a lot of interpretation when a design comes through and it's only a PDF. People skim it. They don't really look at it. Mm -hmm. They don't pay attention. But in a video, you control completely the narrative and pacing. Mm -hmm. Video is, I don't want to go into it, but video is just amazing for communicating. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so the whole idea of prototyping is to make it real. Mm-hmm. That's the idea. Make it real for people who are experiencing. Make it alive in the minds of the people who are validating the idea. Make it real enough for them basically to feel it, mm-hmm. right? If you can do that, then that's a successful prototype. Now, whether they validate the idea or not does not make this prototype successful or not because mm-hmm. we're trying to convey the idea through the prototype. If the prototype conveys the idea, it is successful. Yes. Whether or not they accept the idea. <coughs> okay. <coughs> so now... Testing. Now, remember a while ago we did an episode called the Full Process Designer? Yeah, I remember. You like that one? I like that one. That was a good one. I liked it too. It's a strong one. It's a strong one. Thanks. Uh, Thanks for that. So the process that we outlined in that, it was discovery, make, observe, Mm -hmm. repeat. Mm -hmm. Now, if you have a really keen eye, you recognize that everything that we talked about tonight falls into that very cleanly mm-hmm. we've been talking about discovery prototyping is making mm-hmm. now the next thing to do is observe it how do people use your prototype does it work is it a good idea or not you know right. like like does it validate right um this graph is an in-depth take on the discovery and make portions of the process and the process can't be complete without testing observation and iteration yes dude i'm a fan of understanding what we're doing when we do it okay i am Okay. I want to know why I do things. Yes. And I don't think that creativity is a mystery. I don't think that it's something that cannot be formalized and replicated again and again. I think it can. I think it, in my opinion, creativity as a subject should be taught just as strictly as science. I agree with you. I think it's perfectly knowable. Knowable. Yeah. And noble. Knowable. And noble. And noble. <laughs> Dude, the fact is that the greatest thinkers are students of how they themselves think. Yeah. And I'm really excited to put, you know, this structure uh, into place, this this kind of t- graph that I was explaining. Yeah. I'm really excited to put it into place. And you know what's interesting is that I think that it, it can work in more places than just your work. Mm. I think that the frameworks like this can, can work to solve problems um, – you know, with groups, with teams, with intimate relationships, even mm-hmm. maybe even you can find a, a you know a better way to do chores. You can prototype something that'll do the dishes for you. You know, whatever it is. Parenting, parenting, absolutely mm-hmm. right. I, th- I think that this 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 paradigm of uh, in discovery, make, observe, repeat. It's it's really a universal process. Yes. All right. Well, that's all I had prepared. Uh, for tonight and, and I'm really interested in what you have to say about it but we've gone a little longer so like we'll cut this off and we'll continue to talk about it but if you guys listening want to chime in how can they find us? Go to at Traven Los on Twitter yeah. and tweet us That's a good one I think you have about 140 characters <laughs> Make it short Make it short <laughs> <laughs> Prototype your response Yeah 
<laughs> and if you want a long form, you can go to our Facebook page, mm. Facebook slash Trevin Loves. Mm-hmm. And then if you just want to listen to all of our previous podcasts, you podcast this is, yes. you can uh, you can go to travinlose.com or you can look us up on iTunes by searching Late Nights with Travinlose or just Travinlose and subscribe. We'd love to have you as a regular listener. And uh, that's it, man. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Take care.